0: Hey, listeners, just a reminder that the history of everything sex is for mature audiences, so listen with discretion. And don't forget, we're ready for suggestions, ideas, stories, whatever you want to tell us. Just email us at thehistoryofsexpod at gmail.com. Thanks! Hello. how are you good how are you
1: i am wonderful
0: wonderful i'm glad to
1: be here for your episode
0: i know again so welcome to the history of everything there
1: you go i'm melinda i'm terry i'm so excited
0: okay well it's it's an interesting topic it's not a fun topic okay it is uh, about sex, but the furthest thing from sexy.
1: Okay. If that okay, makes I got any you. sense. Yes. And
0: I knew that we would eventually have to get to this topic. Okay. So we're just going to pull the band-aid right off, let's, rip let's, it right off, and we're going to cover sex offenders. Oh, shit. And the laws regarding them. Now... Now, per usual, most of my information comes from Wikipedia. (laughs) Um, But a lot of this actually is a lot of state laws, um, things like that. So this really isn't a story. Okay. This is information. Sure. Um, Again, not pleasant, but I'm also not going to, um, I'm not going to get very, I'm not going to get graphic. Okay, Or, you know, we're going to describe some things. So trigger warning, it is about sexual assault sexual abuse rape things like that but it's not um it's more definition short stuff not so much the acts of things so i don't want people to get you know too worried about that but if you can't listen to this episode i understand come back for the next one exactly um but what made me think of this was uh, my daughter's boyfriend had said oh, are you guys doing a Halloween episode?
1: Mm. And
0: I was like, because, um, oh, we were li- I was listening to a Halloween episode of a podcast. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, well, let me see what I can find. What could I maybe not pull together real quick, but kind of pull together real quick, but then mm-hmm. also have it kind of have something to do with Halloween. Sure. Um, and when I typed in Halloween and sex (laughs) the very first thing came up was sex offenders at halloween
1: oh yeah
0: and i was like oh i wasn't even thinking of that and then i i was just like well hold on let's think let's maybe this could be a little bit interesting um that just made me say well we'll talk about sex offenders at halloween but let's mostly this is about sex offenders got it and the definitions and things behind it. So, what is a sex offender? What, uh, in the, what, what is, is a sex, a sex offender? offender? Who offends uh, sex? Besides, Besides a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't find that in the definition, but I think mm. we all know. But a sex offender, uh, they're also called sexual offenders, sex abusers, or sexual abusers, is a person who has committed a sex crime. Uh, what constitutes a sex crime difference differs by cultural and legal jurisdiction okay so that's another thing about this topic is there's no clear cu- I mean things are clear cut but there are also different variances depending on what state you're in what country you're mm-hmm. in and all those kinds of things and okay. um, we're gonna focus on the United States uh, for the most part but um, The majority of convicted sex offenders have convictions for crimes of a sexual nature. However, some sex offenders have simply violated a law contained in a sexual category. Mm -hmm. Um, Some serious crimes, which usually result in mandatory sex offender classification, are. um, So the first is going to be sexual assault. Okay. Um, It's an act in which one intentionally sexually touches another person without that person's consent or coerces or physically forces a person to engage in a sexual act against their will. It's a form of sexual violence, which includes child sexual abuse, groping, rape, and then forced vaginal, anal, or oral penetration, or drug facilitated sexual assault, or the torture of the person in a sexual matter. So sexual assault has a lot in there a lot of Um, subcategories a lot of subcategories right Mm -hmm. um and what might be new to people is the drug facilitated uh sexual assault so Mm -hmm. um and we'll get into that a little bit later about consent and not being able to consent Mm -hmm. um then there's statutory rape uh statutory rape is non forcible sexual activity in which one of the individuals is below the age of consent okay So the age of consent is the age that is required to legally to be able to consent to the behavior. Um, Although it usually refers to adults engaging in sexual contact with minors under the age of consent, it's also a generic term. And a very few jurisdictions use the actual term statutory rape in the language of statutes. In statutory Mm -hmm. rape, overt force or threat is usually not present statutory rape um, laws presume coercion because a minor or mentally disabled adult is legally incapable of giving consent to the act and i think that's what some people don't realize Uh, you know this Mm -hmm. x you know age x meaning could be 13 Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm -hmm. they may think that this 19 year old And they may say, I want to have sex with this Mm 19-year-old, but they most likely, depending on the state, um, Mm -hmm. somebody who's 13 cannot consent to Mm -hmm. having sex. Even if they think they're the bee's knees. Exactly. They can't consent to that. Right. Right. Um, So that's what statutory rape is. Then there's child sexual abuse. Um, it's all, also called molestation. It's a form of child abuse in which an adult or or older adolescent uses a child for sexual stimulation.
1: Right, I was just thinking the yeah. same thing. Like
0: forms of child sexual abuse include engaging in sexual activities with a child, whether by asking or pressuring or by other means, um, indecent exposure of genitals, female nipples, et cetera, child grooming and child sexual exploitation, such as using a child to produce child pornography. Mm. All of those things just don't do, first Please. of all. Um, but second, you know, people don't think as, as if I'm not touching you. It's not, it's not sex- yeah, sexual abuse, but exposing yourself to someone is, mm-hmm. in fact... Indecent exposure, mm-hmm. and if it's especially if it's to a child, right? Um, you're you're a piece of shit, right? Um, then there's incest. Incest is human sexual activity between close family members. This typically includes sexual activity between people in um. I can't pronounce this word. Consanguinity. Cons consanguinity which means you're related by blood. Oh. Consanguinity. I've never oh. never had never seen the word before, but that's right. it. So no, that's it, it 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 typically includes, you know, people that are related by blood. Okay. Um but sometimes they can be re- related by marriage or step family.
1: Okay, got it.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um or adoption. Or lineage so i think the lineage you know just could be it could be somebody further down the line that you're related to
1: so a stepfather who rapes um his stepdaughter i didn't realize that was considered incest
0: um it apparently is okay well yeah there you go uh, um it is strictly forbidden and considered immoral in most societies and can lead to an increased re- risk of genetic disorders in children they're not going to have that increase if the if it is a step family member or something got like it that. but got um, it got it but the morality of it Mm-hmm. Oh, great um then there's Rape, which is a type of sexual assault usually involving sexual intercourse or other forms of sexual penetration carried out against a person without their consent. And you're going to hear me saying that a lot in this Mm -hmm. episode. Mm -hmm. Um, The act may be carried out by physical force, coercion, abuse of authority, or against a person who is incapable of giving valid consent, such as one who is unconscious Incapacitated, has an intellectual disability, or is below the legal age of consent. Mm-hmm. Uh, the term rape is sometimes used interchangeably interchangeably with the term sexual sexual assault. So those were very similar um, uh, definitions. Definitions. Mm-hmm. Yes. Got it. So this one here is a little bit different. It's sexual imposition sexual imposition is offensively touching another person in a sexual man manner or touching another person in sexual er- erogenous zones. So like, um, You know, grazing across the breast, possibly Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. that sexual imposition. Gross sexual imposition is an enhanced or aggravated version of sexual imposition. So usually gross sexual imposition occurs when the offender uses force. The victim cannot consent due to being intoxicated or the victim is, is younger. So that would be gross sexual imposition. Um, you're not only doing something that some doesn't want to do, you're doing something that they mentally don't understand that you're not supposed to do that right. Um, right, but without penetration and and stuff like that, right oh, I, I hate <laughs> saying that. Um, <laughs> now this is uh terrible. Um, bestiality yeah. Now, we don't hear a whole lot about that, which I'm glad, right. Um, But it's also called zoophilia.
1: Yes, it is. Did you know that? Yes, I heard that recently on another podcast. Oh, did you? Okay.
0: Um, Zoophilia is a paraphilia involving a sexual fixation on non-human animals. Um, I had to read that when I was Mm -hmm. going through this, like so many non-human animals. What does that even mean? Mm -hmm. Obviously. An animal that's <laughs> not human um bestiality bestiality is a cross species sexual activity between humans and non-human animals mm-hmm. the terms are often used interchangeably but most uh but some researchers make a distinction between the attraction um which is the zoophilia so you have that fixation and the act, which is the bestiality side of it, um, in some count- in most countries, um, it's illegal um, under animal abuse laws, um, and then also crimes against nature and sodomy, d- different kind of laws that go into play with that. Which uh, you know, I, I just want to hope that people don't have to pull out that law book very often
1: <sighs> because it's yeah. disgusting. Yeah.
0: Um. <laughs> so you know, the Halloween search that I did. Um, and it talks about registered sex offenders. So now I'm going to talk a little bit about sex offender registry. Okay. Um, so it is a system in various countries that's designed to allow authorities in the government to keep track of activities of sex offenders. Um, even those that have or including those that have completed their criminal sentence. <laughs> so sex offender, you know, they get tried, they get, or they get charged, they get tried, they get convicted, they go to prison or whatever for not enough time, but let's say 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, now they are going to still be watched um, just like any felon mm-hmm. or offender of any kind. Um, mm-hmm. Only, with the added bonus that they get to register as a sex offender and be uh, monitored in that way, mm-hmm. um, so every state and uh, U.S. in the U.S. requires those convicted of sex offenses um, to be added to a registry to be monitored and tracked after they're released back into the community. Um, information is collected and shared with local federal authorities as well as the public um sometimes as well um well not sometimes but again every state's different so mm-hmm. you can get more information on in some states than you can on others mm-hmm. um requirements and restrictions are often placed on registered sex offenders um meaning where they can live where they can maybe work where they can um go do leisure activities and things like that. Uh, And again, it's unique for every state.
1: They're not allowed to drive Ubers or Lyfts. Mm -hmm. So, and that's a good thing. Oh, in my opinion. Yes, definitely. Some of them are not allowed. uh, No, actually what I read was there are some states who have tried to restrict sex offenders access to social media but Mm -hmm. so far that's always been overturned by the either a state or the federal supreme court so from my understanding right now there are restrictions on sex offenders being on the types of social media where the age of the users is not restricted to 18 and over and my first thought was do you remember webkins yeah Mm -hmm. did you ever do the club penguin
0: i can't remember i it sounds familiar but i can't like i i remember helping Mm -hmm. my kids do it but i can't quite remember what it was yeah
1: my kids were very into webkins they were very into club penguin and you could like um converse with other people strangers L-
0: okay yeah. okay yeah
1: but i will tell you it was very very guarded like you could not type your address um i think a phone number like it just like if you tried to put that in the chat it just wouldn't show up so obviously there's always loopholes and stuff but uh, you know mm-hmm. it, they were trying their best but in those situations from my understanding, sex offenders, if they were on those types of sites and had a little profile on those things, then that Mm -hmm. was, that was against the law, but they're allowed to be on Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that. Uh Uh-huh. So, wow.
0: Um, in some jurisdictions, registrations accompanied by, um, their residential address notification requirements. If somebody moves, they have to, you know, uh, let them know where they've moved to. Um, like they have, some of them have housing restrictions. What, what types of housing they can't live in. Um, now here, let me, I don't want in any way, shape or form during this episode for me to sound like I'm get uh, any pity. Okay. Okay. Yes. There's, there's no pity. Um, absolutely for anyone that's actually done this this type of stuff um so sometimes it when things are coming out i'm like this sounds like i feel bad for them i don't um Mm -hmm. moving on Mm -hmm, Uh, those mm -hmm. on parole or probation may be subject to restrictions that do not apply to other parolees or probationers sometimes these include restrictions on being in the presence of underage persons at all um Living in a in proximity of a school or daycare, owning toys or items targeted towards children. So bounce house in your backyard. Right. uh, Swing sets. Nasty. Um exactly. Um Sex offender registries exist in many English speaking countries, but the United States and United Kingdom are the only countries with a registry that's publicly accessible. Um, All other countries have sex offender registries only accessible by law enforcement. Oh, Um, right. So, um, so how it kind of began, it started in um, 1947 um, California became the first state in the U.S. to have a sex offender registration program. Um, and then in 1990, you know, other states followed. But then in 1990, Washington state began community notification of its most dangerous sex offenders and it making it the first state to ever make a sex offender information publicly available. So California got it started. Mm-hmm. And then Washington, you know, as other states added, um, Washington was just like, let's make this public. Um, gotcha. And that was in 1990. Okay. Um, there are some very famous laws implemented. The, reg- the sex offender registry and, you know, protecting the public against um, these types of offenders. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to bring up three of them, probably the most um, famous okay Um. so there's one called the jacob wetterling crimes against children and sexually violent offender registration act and that's a mouthful indeed it's, it um, is it's easier known as the wetterling act mm-hmm. Um. and it was a law that requires states to implement a registry of sex offenders so they this was kind of the kind of the start of it all, Um, as far as, like, starting the registry. Mm -hmm. It is named for Jacob Wetterling, and he was a Minnesota um, child. He was 11 when he was abducted in 1989 and was missing for almost 27 years, and then his remains were found September of uh, 2016, uh, finally. Have you ever heard that story it is such mm-hmm. a bizarre story mm-hmm. um and then to find out that you know it was a a sex offender that, that you know that had kind of been under everybody's nose at the the whole time right um so with this law it requires the states to form registries for offenders Um, They also must verify addresses um, annually for at least 10 years. Um, And those offenders classified as sexually violent must verify their addresses quarterly for the rest of their lives. Um, The Wetterling Act requires state compliance. Uh, They required state compliance by 97.
1: So in other words, states, some states before that were kind of doing their own thing with the registry. But then when the Wetterling Act came along, the federal government demanded that all states have a registry.
0: Yes. Yes. Yes, Got it. They they have to have some kind of registry and it has to, um, um, at least be visible to the, uh, law enforcement, but it seems like every state is now on board with, um, Making it public. Got it. um, Just on different levels. Um, Then there's Megan's Law, um, which was named after seven-year-old Megan Konka, and she was from New Jersey. She was raped and killed by a known registered sex offender who had moved across the street from the family Mm. without their knowledge. Um, In the wake of the tragedy, the Konkas sought to have local communities warned about sex offenders in the area, all states now have some kind of Megan's law. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's Megan's law, Pennsylvania, there's Megan's law everywhere. It's kind of like if you have a a pool of suspects, you're able to kind of, based on the crime, narrow down, you know, here's these 10 guys or girls, you know, these 10 individuals, you know, that live um, in this eight block radius. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Let's find out what they were doing that day. Right. um and it it at least gives them a little bit of a a leg up um, mm-hmm. not saying that just because there's a sex offender living next to you and something happens to somebody that it was that sex offender i'm not saying that
1: right but also right. saying that once you've been convicted of a sexual offense you are going to be a suspect and you may not like the fact that every time something happens they come to you first but right too fucking right. bad.
0: This is what happens now. But yeah. This yeah. is the path you chose. Right.
1: Exactly. So fuck you. Right. But anyway, go ahead.
0: <laughs> That's okay. um, The U.S. Congress um, has passed several laws that require states to implement sex offender and crimes against children registries. The Wetterling Act. Um, there's a Sexually Violent Offender Registration Act the Pam lyncher sexual offender tracker and identification act and Megan's law. Um, on March 5th, 2003, the United States Supreme court ruled that information about potential predators may be posted on the internet publicly. Mm So that was, um, March of 2003, which you think about it back in 2003, you know, what the internet was compared to what it is now. It's just like, you know, if we put this out there now, hopefully within the next few months, somebody sees it. Okay. So following Megan's law, the last one I was going to talk about was the Adam Walsh Child Protection and Safety Act, Mm -hmm. um, which is a federal statute signed into law by President George W. Bush in 2006. Um, The Walsh Act organizes sex offenders into three tiers according to the crime committed and mandates that tier three offenders, which is the most serious, update their whereabouts every three months with lifetime restriction or registration requirements. Um, Tier two offenders must update every six months with 25 years of registration, and tier one must update every year. Um, within 15 years of registration. Um, Failure to register and update information is a felony. Um, States are required to publicly disclose information of Tier 2 and 3 offenders at minimum. And it also contains civil commitment provisions for sexually dangerous people. Um, There's something called... The SORNA, which is the Sex Offender Registration and Notification Act, passed in 2006, which was a part of this um, Adam Walsh uh, Protection Act, Um, it calls for states and U.S. territories to meet minimum requirements for sex offenders registration and notification, and it organizes all state and um, territory sex offenders into one searchable national database and instructs each state and territory to apply identical criteria so that you can find sex offenders in other states mm-hmm. or find out, you know, um, where they are and, you know, have this national database. The act was named after Adam Walsh. Um who was abducted at a Florida shopping mall and later found murdered. And that was in 1981. I think it took two weeks for them to find um, parts of his remains. Anyways, it's a sad story, mm-hmm. um, but it has indeed gotten the ball rolling for a lot of, um, I mean, his, his dad has not stopped. Let's <laughs> never stop yep. trying to help. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, for, and
1: as a side note, Um, that's where the code Adam comes from. So if you're in like a Walmart or usually it's a bigger department store type place or a Uh mall, if a code Adam is called, it means there's a child missing. They lock down all the doors. No one's allowed to come in or go out. Um, And so um, that's
0: where that comes from. I did not know that.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I will have to Hopefully, I never hear that. No, in right. Store, exactly, exactly. I will keep my wits about me. There you go. Bring into action. <laughs> mm-hmm. Indeed. <laughs> go to a, an exit or an entrance and block people.
1: That's right.
0: Tackle people trying to leave. Anybody with uh, their
1: child is going to get decapitated. Exactly. Trying, trying to better, get out of there.
0: You better. Uh, you better be able to show me proof that that Your is. The kid
1: better look just like you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. How long uh, that a sex offender has to remain on the registry depends on the state they live in, um, as well as the level of their offense. So a couple other things, like some some states require that they have it listed on, mm-hmm. on their driver's license. Um, so what are the tiers? So level one or tier one. Is the least serious type of sexual offense. Um, it can involve public indecency, nonviolent sexual contact without penetration, and voyeurism. A level or tier two
1: mm-hmm.
0: includes offenses with pubescent minors, such as sexual acts with minors ages 12 to 15, distribution or production of pornography involving pubescent minors, Um uh, um, and coercion or enticement of minors age 12 to 15 already. Um, and this is where some people get into, you know, sticky situations where even if the person you're with is 15 and you're 16 mm-hmm. and you have photos of them, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or video yeah. of them yep. and it was consensual. It does not matter. right? <laughs> you possess child pornography, right. you know, just stop it already Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know um you know and that those those are not not the people that i I don't feel sorry for anybody but um Mm -hmm. those are the the situations where you you think just be smarter
1: yeah it it can't be black
0: and white not out to hurt anybody right 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 right
1: right right yeah there's there's always that gray area where Yes, it is true that somebody did something that they shouldn't have done, but right. But Yeah. there's still- like what was the intent? And right. you know, there's more to the story and right.
0: Um, so level three is any criminal sexual act that involves violence or prepubescent minors is classified as level or tier three. Um that include that can include rape, violent sexual abuse, kidnapping for sexual purposes sexual abuse of or acts with a minor aged 12 or under gross. Um, It is gross. Now Mm -hmm. I was looking up um, different States um, and what, you know, what they require for the registry. Uh, Everyone is a little bit different Mm -hmm. and there's all kinds of subcategories of this and that. And, you know, Whatever, but so I just looked up Ohio. I mean, I just was reporting <laughs> good in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone that's in t- uh, tier three, um, for life, they're on uh, the registry. Okay. Uh, anyone in tier two is going to be 25 years, and tier one is 15 years. Now, for juveniles, um, it, tier three is life. Um, Tier two is 20 years and tier three is 10 years. So the other tiers two and uh, three, I'm sorry, tiers one and two are five years less than as an adult. Not only are there some restrictions, obviously, we know that there are some states that don't allow um, sex offenders to live so many yards from a school or from um, a youth center, Mm -hmm. a library. Um, uh, any kind of Chuck E. Cheese, Mm -hmm. you know, something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe not that they can't live with the Chuck E. Cheese, but um, they aren't supposed to even go to Chuck E. Cheese. Did you know Mm -hmm. that? (laughs) Uh, No, I did not know that. Sex offenders, right? Yeah, or those types of things like the jump and play things. Okay, I didn't know that. They're not allowed to go. And I think, how did... How do they know that? How do they know right. that amusement parks? They're not supposed to go to amusement parks. You know, how would you know? I guess, do you know what I'm saying? It's yes. just, it, it kind of, well, I mean, I guess one of the big ways to know would be um, if somebody was posting, they were with you on social media, you know, I you'd am. have a probation officer, or a parole officer um, following you around, possibly. Um, talking about Halloween, um, they are supposed to have their lights off. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't necessarily have to have a sign on their, um, on their door okay. or in front of their house, but mm. there are states that do require or suggest that, mm. um, they're not allowed to go to haunted houses, oh. corn mazes, those types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, they are not allowed to go to Halloween parties, mm-hmm. um, anything like that for a, mm. a lot of reasons. One, you you have candy. Mm -hmm, you know that you're passing out or giving out Mm -hmm. um you may be disguised
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so you're hard to recognize and the
1: two things that Mm -hmm. i specifically saw along these lines which you kind of alluded to it already but they are Mm -hmm. not legally allowed to hand out candy period Mm -hmm. and they're not allowed to wear masks
0: oh right 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 so
1: yeah just like i said the just two specific things that i found
0: right interesting as well yeah Um, and and even like a couple of the, the things that I, that I saw, um, both were in Florida. Um, just this Halloween, um, in certain counties, just the number of like in one county over 40 offenders Mm -hmm. were arrested, you know, some with new charges, some just violating probation. So it's just like, um, it just makes me wonder specifically right what did they do to get arrested again you know what I mean right right Um, and and
1: you would hope that those restrictions and laws if nothing else would just hopefully just knowing that they could get arrested for being somewhere I mean obviously that would that means they got to really think about that like is it worth the risk And so, you know, hopefully most of the time they're like, yeah, it's really not worth it. And so then they won't go to the places that they're not supposed to be, you
0: Mm -hmm. know, and
1: then I I mean, I don't know statistically like how many times they get away with it. Of course, we don't know that. But, Mm -hmm. you know, the hope is there that it's kind of like when they put out those signs that show you how fast you're going. And you're like, oh, right, I better right, slow right. down. Like right. that sign is going to arrest you or something. No, right. but
0: you're but you're hoping you're putting up <laughs> this um, barrier
1: exactly that yeah. would make
0: it harder for a person or make them think twice. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the recidivism rate <laughs> mm-hmm. for sexual offenders is very high. Mm-hmm. Again, I had a hard time finding. Specific numbers of certain things, yeah. um, because they want to say, you know, the recidivism rate might be 72 percent just in general, but how, how many were white collar crimes? How many were violent cl- crimes? How many were drug related crimes? How many were, you know, um, yes. right? So, I've got a little bit of, of a few statistics here. <laughs> this was from a 20. 20- Twenty-two article. Wow, okay. there's over seven hundred and eighty thousand sex offenders in the national registry. <clears throat> Eight out of every ten cases of rape are committed by somebody the victim knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, one in four are college students, okay, mm-hmm. um, females are a victim of sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Um, about sixty-seven percent of victims of sexual assault are under the age of eighteen. Mm. Less than thirty percent of all cases of sexual assault are reported to the authorities. We knew that.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, people just
0: don't report it. Mm-hmm. Um, more than half of all rapists are arrested again within three years after their release, so the recidivism rate is high. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, I I think I saw like twenty four to twenty seven percent is the recidivism rate for sex offenders but again it depended on what article i looked at what year that was what state that was um i couldn't find just a you know like y- your baby name book that tells you the number one right. name you know what right. I, mean? I couldn't find right. a list like that yeah um so, that was it. within three years they are arrested. Uh, sex offenders are three times more likely than other inmates to commit new sex crimes. So, that doesn't really give us a rate, but it tells you that sex offenders are three times more likely
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, than other inmates to commit new sex crimes.
1: Isn't that interesting?
0: It is. Yeah. Um, but again, it probably has to do with access. Mm-hmm. And, and like you're saying how many times can they get away with it before they get caught that's mm-hmm. that's terrifying right right you don't even have enough data mm-hmm. to really know how often this is happening you mm-hmm. know frustrating um nearly one in five women has been raped and one in 14 men has been made to penetrate mm-hmm. at least once in their lives mm-hmm. um and i think a lot of people don't think that You know, they say men can't be raped. They definitely can. Yes. The average sex offending adolescent will go on to commit 380 Mm. sex crimes.
1: No, that's not okay.
0: Right. And so you got to think with the times that it is now, you're looking at probably, you know, pornography Mm -hmm. of some sort. Um. That's just a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of sex crimes. Um, yes, it is. And then male, males make up 92% of um, sexual offenders and females account for around 8%. Hmm. Um, now, you know, we like to end usually with something fun. This isn't fun, but it's mm-hmm. just, I guess the, the stats are fun. All right. So just not fun facts, but... Mm. Uh, some information about um, different states and, and, you know, where you might want to live or you might not want to live. There you go. Um, So there is one state that is known to have the most uh, sex offenders. So the highest rate of sex offenders Per one hundred thousand residents. Okay, gotcha. So this would obviously depend on the size of the state, right? You know what I mean, and yeah. the population of the state. This state might not have the most sex offenders total in the state, right? Because right. Because you'll see, you'll see what I'm trying to say. But per yes. capita, if you had to guess, do you know what state would be the the highest? Florida no really i was surprised yes okay that is the state that i thought as well um virginia florida is in the one two three four five six seven eight. uh is 10 on the list really yeah, so, yeah but father. that's again per capita sure yeah i get it yeah the state hmm. that has the most overall uh-huh. is texas yeah. but um so so the highest rates per capita are Oregon, Arkansas and Delaware. I was actually kind of surprised about Delaware. Yeah. Um then um the most offenders in the state. Okay. So not per capita um goes and it, they're depending on the uh the site that I looked at. Mm-hmm. Number 1 is Texas. Okay. Number two, what do you think might be? California. Yep. Oh, oh. oh and number three. Me. Ohio. Yeah. No. Oh, no. You're like, yeah. I'm like, what? Uh-uh. No. Uh, New York. But oh, in a couple okay. of the lists that I saw, it went Texas, New York, California. Um, Now there are three states which would be considered the best <laughs> states for a sexual offender to live in meaning maybe they have better laws helping protect them
1: protect the offenders
0: protect the offender okay um or they're more lenient Mm -hmm. or um maybe the um you know the probation and and parole system isn't as rigid Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so i've got three
1: okay let me guess I'll okay. just give you all three right now. Okay. Michigan, Wisconsin, and Arizona. No. Okay. <laughs> I tried.
0: <laughs> that's okay. I mean, I don't know. Um, Kansas, which kind of surprised me. Okay. Uh, Illinois and Arkansas. Mm-hmm.
1: Dang. Oh, that's yeah. Not even close.
0: Um, Right. Now, on the other end of it, Mm-hmm. The state that has the toughest laws mm-hmm. on sexual offenders.
1: Mm-hmm. California.
0: Could you, I thought it was going to be California as well. Florida. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. And I'm wondering if it's because they have so many. Right. Or there, there's that um, there's that issue or because it's a tourist state.
1: Right.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. A small enough tourist state that... Um, uh-huh they would have to be able to crack down uh-huh. um now the cities that have the most okay again they don't always match with the state because it just sure. depends on so the highest is going to be wilmington delaware uh-huh. um there's one sexual offender per 107 residents
1: jesus christ that just
0: seems that just seems high doesn't it yes now we're because we're talking cities now right yeah um
1: oh god
0: number two might not surprise you
1: okay cleveland
0: no (laughs) no Uh -uh. okay (laughs) yeah ohio really didn't make any of these lists
1: i'm surprised
0: a city with the second highest Mm -hmm. is orlando florida wow i know I'm thinking that's why Florida's so tough Ew. because they've got to be. Yeah, um, but it's one. It's one sex offender per 143. You know, and you got to figure none of them work at Disney World, and we're right. you know you got to take. All those amusement parks that take up a lot of space.
1: Mm-hmm. So all
0: those sex offenders are on the outside of the walls of those. Sheesh. Not saying that they're right there, but I'm just saying it's a that's no. a that's a large number. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sioux Falls, South Dakota, mm. is okay, number three, which I don't know. Uh one in 153 um is a sex offender. Um, and then like I said, the least with the least amount, the states with the least amount of um sex offenders per capita okay. you got maryland is number one okay uh indiana is number two hmm. which surprised me same number three is connecticut okay and then you got ohio coming in at number four wow i'm only mentioning number four because it's ohio right so
1: right so Top good three for them plus ohio yeah mm-hmm. yeah
0: mm-hmm. um so again they're just you just got to realize they're just kind of everywhere yeah um and they're um it says that if they've gone to some kind of therapy the recidivism rate uh, can be reduced Mm -hmm. about 20 percent okay still doesn't (laughs) it doesn't seem like it's big enough for me right um you know hopefully it's something that somebody could get help on well and i think
1: that even just the sheer number of sex offenders and the amount and the statistics that you said about how often they re-offend i think so much of that just speaks to the fact that the mental health care system in the united states is fucked i mean it barely exists it is Mm -hmm. so so far from the mark that it's, it's just, it's so sad for such a wonderful right. country, rich country. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. It's terrible. And so I think that that, I think that, I mean, people want help. People, not everybody, obviously. Yeah. I mean, there yeah. are people out there who really want help and it's not there. It's either right. not available or it's right. not affordable or it's too far away i mean there's mm-hmm. so many barriers to access the care and it is yeah it's horrible and it's so sad you know it is it's uh,
0: sad
1: and and you know really we need twice as many healthcare provider or mental health care providers because you have victims and offenders and both of them truly need some help
0: they do right yeah so
1: that just that really really and so to.
0: hoping that people think twice about committing sex offenses mm-hmm. for sure. those that have committed that. If they, you know, hope I wish them well on their recovery. Mm-hmm. And so if you're a victim of any kind of uh, sexual offense, just make sure that you know that no matter how long ago it was, no matter who it was, no matter if you thought there was something that you did wrong, It's never too late to say something to somebody, Mm -hmm. even if it's your doctor Mm -hmm. or even if it's your friend, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. just don't, don't hold that stuff in. Maybe if we talk about it more, it'll happen less. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Well, thank you, Terry. That was wonderful. You did a great job and I very much appreciate all of your hard work and your research and your knowledge. Thank you.
0: Thank you, I appreciate it. Bye! See ya, bye!